So hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Motor GP. No? No, <laughs> Bueno, venga. Vale, ahora el 3, 2, 1, ¿vale? Vale. ¿Todo bien? Sí. Venga, empiezo, ¿vale? So hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the MotoGP podcast, Last on the Breaks. And as you all saw, I'm sure, across social media, this week the guest is Pablo Nieto from Mooney VR46 Racing Team, team manager in fact, also with your own interesting CV before that <laughs> role as well. But we wanted to invite you, obviously, huge weekend for the team coming into yes. Mugello. Also exciting weekend for the team. I feel like sometimes when we talk about pressure, it can always sound a bit more negative, but it's like it's also a huge opportunity with where yes. you are at the moment. So very easy first question, Pablo. How are you? <laughs> how is the mood in the team and how's it going? Uh, we arrived here uh, so exciting, no? because in then uh, it's our second year. Uh, we work very, very hard for, 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 for be here. Uh, we know that uh, it's really difficult, but uh, we come to this race uh, with uh, Marco in a very good moment, with Luca also a very good moment, uh, one point for the lead, for leading the championship with Peko, uh, first like uh, teams, so uh, I think we are making a very good job and we arrived to our home race, uh, Mugello also for us is really, really important because we have all the tifosis, all the, uh, our fans and also it's a very, very special track just for, 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 for the riders, it's, it's amazing. And it always gets top reviews now. Mugello yes. and Phillip Island is always like, yeah. yes. <laughs> here. If you are always, we say that if you are very fast here, that means that you are fast in everywhere. So it's really important this race for us. Uh, we know that all the Italian riders here are very, very fast. But anyway, uh, we have to try to keep pushing, uh, try to make our best and, and enjoy the weekend. Well, like you said, obviously it's one point in the Riders' Championship that Marco is now behind. He was leading the championship, yes. of course, earlier before Jerez, a little bit of a tougher weekend, but yes. France straight back on it. So we'll, we'll talk more about Marco and that later. But for the first few races of this season, you were just so consistently outperforming the rest it seemed you're always on the podium you had success in the sprint and you had that grand prix win early on as well and with luca and with marco yes luca took that sprint podium yeah, then got exactly. his first grand prix podium did you expect that because you know you have strong riders you know you have a good bike but did that kind yeah. of outdo your if, if i tell you the truth um in the winter test we know it about that uh, because i wanted you to say yes <laughs> Uh, we know that we had the, the motorbike world champion from PECO from last year, so we know that the bike is in a very good level. Uh, and we know that our chance is the first five, six races, because we saw it in the, in the winter test that uh, Yamaha was a little bit uh, with some problems, also Honda, uh, KTM was a little bit up and down. And, and we was focused on the first races because we know that over there we can make the difference. So we push a lot for the riders to try to make a very good job in the first races. Uh, but uh, it was hard to, to understand that it was like this 
because, uh, like you say, no, we was leading the championship with Marco. We won already two races. Uh, we make a podium also with Luca in the sprint race on Saturday, also on on, on Sunday in in Austin. Uh, the level of the team is growing up because of both riders. You know, when you see your your teammate is very, making a very good season, and you are near to him, you are pushing much more. So that means that the level for, for Luca and Marco is growing up together. And, and this is one of the biggest points that we have in the, in the team. It does seem to be like you've got some positive competition there, like you said, like yes. a little bit of rivalry, but nothing bitter, nothing bad. They're just pushing each other. When did that kind of start? Because like you said, it's a, quite a new team, new project. Yeah. We already saw some success for you guys last year. Luca then was the king of testing right until yes. that pretty much the final day. When did you start to see, okay, these guys are really kind of locked in and pushing <laughs> to the day if, one? Or? If, I tell you, if I tell you the truth, maybe I saw that in Moto2. <laughs> so, True, also. Because, because uh, they were racing together and uh, already was that, uh, let's say, rivality threat uh, between both riders, but always it's very important that they have a very good relationship, you know? But when they put the helmet, finish. So <laughs> Then it's war in the, the best this, way. <laughs> this, this, this is like this, no? And, and, and this is good because they have their respect each other in the track. Uh, they work together because they know that if they are working together, they can get a lot of information from one to the other one. And, and this one is really important to, to improve, to, to learn, and to see how they are working each other with the team. Okay, well, I feel like Luca's trajectory, certainly since Moto2 when it started to click there, he's taken really steady, measured steps. Yes. Like, he's, he's doing really well. Like, we always talk about this. It's kind of his reputation. He's, like, super switched on. He puts stuff together. He builds, he builds, he builds. It is like this. But then Marco, it seems, has been a bit different because I think especially in his last season in Moto2, yes. he obviously had that injury struggle for a bit, wasn't quite right. Yes. But he also just, I'm sure it was also frustrating with yeah. the, the orange jewel at the front. Yeah. But then MotoGP, suddenly, he's gone again. Yeah, it's, it's, they are completely different. It's, it's really great for us to see the yeah. two kind of... Yes, there are two riders completely different style, uh, different riders, uh, different mentalities. They are completely opposite, let's say. But which one is better? It's hard to say which one is better because of, of course now, Marco, we can say that uh, he's, he's, he's a little bit better because he's also, he leaded the championship, he's one point from Peko, he won two races. But Luca is incredible because he make one step and he stay over there never make one step. Yeah, it's, and, it's impressive, eh? And this is really, really, really good because uh, we saw so many riders that they make a very big jump, but then another races, you cannot see them. Uh, normally, Luca, when they make that step, they keep it all season. And now it's all the time Luca is fighting for the top five, all the time. Uh, I think in Le Mans, because uh, he had the crash and, and he couldn't finish the, the race. But I think if he didn't make the crash, he was fighting for the, for the podium sure also. So we have a very good team, no? Uh, 
completely different from one side to the other one. Uh, Marco is like a fire, let's say. <laughs> it's like a bomb. <laughs> it's uh, everything he tried to make the best, incredible talent. Uh, everything that you give it to him is going in the right way. So he's in a very good moment. So. Both and then is Luca like ice on the other side of the box? Yes, exactly. We love the, the exactly. Luca kind of Vogue vibe, always so well put together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. If I tell you the try, I'm enjoying it a lot. I'm enjoying it a lot now. Well, that's the next question. How is that for you then? You say you have two opposite riders, uh, but yeah. you're one team and you're one person managing that team. Mm, I think I'm lucky because I know each other very, very good because we was working together from a long, long time ago. So I know how I have to work with Luca. I know how I have to work with, with Marco. And this is really important because we know each other, you know? So when Marco, for example, look at me, we know what we are look, thinking about the situation. Same thing with, with Luca. And I think this one, we take it from long time ago. You know, when you are working with these two, two riders from, from Moto2 and, and long time together in the end you you can see how they are working but i love it i love it to work with them because uh, they are one of the both of them i think they are one of the writers that i like to work so so if you have free choice you'd still be like yeah I'll yeah have them. <laughs> yeah if I, yes it's a good review it, it is like this it is like this because I feel good, uh, and I think they, they feel good also with, with, with me, with, with the team, with everything. Uh, I create a, a special team from them because I know what they are needed, and this is really, really important. So we create the team for both of them, completely, completely different. Well, I was going to say, obviously, like you say, it's a new team, and we did talk to you last season and talk about kind of the team then. Now you've taken another step even, and you're kind of, like you said, leading the team's championship and yes. on the podium, got pre-wins. But how, how does that feel then from your perspective, making this project? Not only with the riders, but everything is kind of, you've got to find so many different bits of the jigsaw, yes. put it all together. And also as a team, you had success in Moto2 with the, the yes. riders and many of the team members. But now it's MotoGP, it's, it's a MotoGP bike, everything is different. I think when we make the team, uh, we was completely uh, clear about the situation, let's say. Uh, we wanted to continue with our ADN, let's say, no? Uh, DNA. DNA. DNA, sorry, <laughs> DNA. <laughs> with DNA. Um, because in then we saw that in Moto2 was working, and why not in MotoGP? So when we were talking with Vale, with Ucho, uh, we decided to continue with the same mentality that is uh, very important for us. So and we keep it, our mentality in Moto2 and we bring it to MotoGP. We know it that uh, the first year uh, it was hard for us because we didn't have so much experience. So, but we, we didn't know about the situation and we decided to continue like this. And we talk with also with Ducati, and we explain the situation, and we say, listen, we wanted to keep it, to keep it like this because we think this is the good way to work in VR46 because it's a little bit different than the other teams. And Ducati say, okay, I think it's a good choice, is your choice, and you have to decide it. And last year, that's why in the first races, 
it wasn't the best race for us, let's say. But I think now we, we take a very good uh, way and we continue like this. Well, it certainly seems so. And then, well, you said then that you knew, as you said, you got the bike from last year that Peko won the World Championship on. You said the first few races were a focus to really get those good results, everything else. Do you think you can keep that going throughout the season? Because good question. It's also interesting. We saw who's a good example. Maybe Zarco. Yes. Has started a couple of seasons super, super strong, and then obviously when that development on the GP23 or 22, as it was last year, there's kind of that crossover point where you see That's more of a factory. That's the, the normal thing that can happen. But when you've got riders like Marco and Luca who are still gaining their own experience, obviously Jean's got incredible yeah. amount of race starts in MotoGP, lots of experience. What do you think? What do you think we're, we're going to see in the next part of the year? It's difficult to say because uh, you never know. You never know because in then uh, in this sport you know that 60-70% is the rider from my personal opinion. I like that. And the rest is, is, is the bike. Of course, if you don't have a very good bike, you cannot do anything. This is clear. But if you have a, ver a good bike, but the riders are very good, I think the rider can make the difference. And this is, this is I think this sport is, is like this, and it is going to be like this always at the moment, I think. <laughs> and now with Marco, you don't know what is the, the top of his uh, rider style and where he can arrive, you know? It's very difficult to expect. I don't know if you tell me, what do you expect for the future? I, I don't know. And I don't want it to know. I prefer to go race by race, enjoy every weekend, try to, 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 to be competitive every weekend, and then we will see. I think it's the, it's the right way, because now if we start thinking about the, what happened in Malaysia or when we arrive over there, I think it's going to be one mistake that we can make it. So at the moment, I think we have to think now Mugello, next week Saxarin, and then Asen. Yeah. So I feel like in the triple header, it's slightly easier to think race by race, yes. because they're coming at you like yeah. with no time to stop and think about it. But okay, so how do you how do you deal with that with the riders then? Obviously, the classic rider answer with like, are oh, you thinking about the championship? It's always like no. <laughs> You're like the final round, and someone would be 24 <laughs> points ahead. They'd be like no. Yeah. But that must be difficult as well because they are so new to this. They've obviously fought for championships before. Have been super competitive. I remember Marco being so heartbroken when he lost that Moto3 title. Yes. Really, obviously bounced back from that for wins yeah. again in Moto2 pretty quickly. But how do you deal with that with them? Do they naturally kind of manage to keep that? I think at the moment it's too early, you know, because... Also, it, it feels like you're riding a wave at the exactly. moment instead of in the... Uh, at the moment, it's like, a, like I told you, it's true that we are thinking race by race, but this is normal because we already make only five races. If we arrive like this when you are missing five, six races, of course, maybe you don't say nothing, but in your head you are thinking about <laughs> the situation, no? But at the moment, it's true, and it is like this, that we are thinking race by race. The thing that I'm trying to do with them is give them the motivation for each race. Now we arrive to Mugello, no? All our tifosis, our fans, a special track, uh, we come from 
from Le Mans that uh, we make a, a missing race. Uh, all these things that they can motivate just for this weekend. And then we will see what happens in the next weekend. Uh, it's certainly, I don't know, I struggle with that so much. Like, when I, when I go to sleep at night, okay, okay, like, next Friday I'm going to do this, and I need to do this, and then this, and then this. Have to be like It feels you. like a big challenge to yes. <laughs> just keep it in the here and now. But speaking of the here and now then, like I said, I think when you arrive, like, sometimes home race pressure ends up feeling a bit like everyone's staring at you, like, come on then, come on, yes. do the thing. But it's also can bring a lot of positives, obviously. Like we saw in the event that we did in Milan that yeah. both the riders were there at. Lots of love from fans, lots of warmth, lots of interest, cheering for both of them. They really seem to be behind you guys. How, how is it in the box? Is there, I'm always, is there pressure I'm, or...? I'm always tell them that if we arrive one, in one race and we don't have any pressure, that's mean that we are making something wrong. It's a good philosophy. So th is, it is like this. <laughs> I think. We have to have pressure. It's nice to have it. It's nice when you arrive to the paddock and of the fans say, ah, you have to win next week. Eh, blah, blah, blah. This is the, 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 the main point. This is like a chess battery, you know? And, and, and this is the pressure how you have to manage the situation. When you arrive to one track and nobody takes care about you, you have to think about that. So this is some things that I'm always explaining to them. Also, it's really important that when you arrive to the track, all the fans, all the people want to make a picture with you. Now, now it's always a picture, isn't it? No one wants autographs anymore. They just want I know that it's, it's very hard, you know, because you have a lot of things in your, in your, in your mind. To, you have to think about uh, prepare the weekend. You have to think about the mechanics, uh, bikes, everything. And now maybe ten person come to you. Can I make a picture? And you have to be <laughs> always. Uh, <laughs> but you have to manage all the situation because if you, nobody takes care about you and nobody wants to make a pictures, then you've got a problem. Yes. Yeah. Well, you you guys also have a bit of a unique situation. Obviously, we have many team managers, owners, key figures in factories who are very famous. Yours, arguably, the most famous in the history of the sport. <laughs> yeah. When you do have Valentino at a race, that must add a whole extra dimension because even now, there's like just 2,000 more people just staring, yeah. even in the paddock, in that little group that's always existed yes. and it used to be around Yamaha. Now it's always around you guys. How is that for the team? Because obviously it's a positive thing, but then they're here to see him. He's trying to be part of the team with you guys and speak to the riders and have a very different role yes. here. It must be an interesting balance. It's, I think uh, always we have to get the positive things for everything. And nobody, nobody else have Valentino Rossi. So <laughs> I think um, maybe if we had Valentino Rossi in 15 years, it's a little bit different but he finished the race two years ago. So he still has <laughs> everything, like a rider, and, and he can and help. He's still winning in motorsport. Yeah, oh. and, and also with the academy, he's going with the, in the reins, he's going with the, in Misano with the, with the bike. So he, he is still like a rider, and he can help a lot our riders with the data guys uh, in the track, when he's coming over here, he's going always around the track to see something, if they can help. So we are really, really lucky to have like a person like Valentino Rossi. Uh, for all the experience that he has, 
everything. If he say just one thing, is like if I say one million thing, <laughs> you know. So uh, it's, 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 it's important that we understand uh, the level of our boss. <laughs> you know, I guess it's not too much of a boss situation though. Yes. <laughs> it's not like too much pressure from that side of it. But it must be really helpful then, like you say, it's a unique yeah. situation. And then obviously the, U uh, the U Academy, that's like a mix of Uccio and Academy. The Academy is also quite a unique thing. Yeah. We've seen a couple more riders now doing stuff with younger riders, but Valentino really kind of blazed that trail with his own personal investment in terms of time resources and everything in that how does that work when you've got your two riders both in the academy you've also got your closest rival one point away also in the academy <laughs> also share the same factory <laughs> how how does that kind of all balance together it lots of respect always but it, it's an interesting extra dimension first of all it's incredible that they are friends and, and they have uh, the respect that uh, they go to each other is, is, is really, really good. And Vale, for example, uh, they are talking a lot, uh, a lot with uh, Pecco, with Luca, with, uh, with Beth. Uh, I think the Academy make an amazing job with them. Uh, it's incredible that uh, we have four riders in the MotoGP. Uh, two of them are fighting for the championship. Uh, Luca is fighting for the for the podium and and each almost each race, and now maybe the the rider that they have a little bit more problems is uh, Frankie. He was the first race winner in MotoGP there, right? From yes. the academy, yeah. So yeah. He, he's got that on the CV there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but does mean that the the the, the work that uh, we are making with the academy is is working. <laughs> Is working really good. I don't think anyone can argue yeah, with that. <laughs> so I think it's more or less is same situation with the academy, like with the team. You know, if you have a very fast riders, each other growing up the the level. So in the in the academy, it's happening exactly the same thing. So and still Valentino is still training with them every Saturday, every day when we don't have when he don't have. Uh, car race or whatever, they are going together and, and it's amazing to, to watch them, how they are working. I think it's interesting as well now with Enea being Peko's teammate and what we saw last year with, there's so much talk, oh, will there be team orders, will there not, will there be this, especially <laughs> around that incredibly tense race that we saw in Sepang. Now, Luca certainly has taken that step to be in the fight at the front. Marco seems to have taken that step to even maybe fight for the championship. There's so many factors here. How do you control your heart rate? <laughs> and also, how do you all look at this from the inside? Is it just helmets on? Okay, everyone's now the same amount of rival and I'm going to take the moment, every gap. At the moment, it's like this. At the moment, uh, of course, uh, of course, when, when they're making the race, always, uh, they know it, that they have to have respect for the academy's riders. They have to have respect to everyone. This is, this is clear, but... You're not going to see everyone the next Saturday and exactly. expect them to... Uh... <laughs> so, but, but they have... Uh, the, the most important thing is the relationship that they have. So it's important that uh, when they finish, for example, in the range in, in Tabulia, they are going to be, to be together. So 
this is nice. No? That does mean that they have a very good relation. So I want to see what happens if we arrive like this <laughs> in today. Same, I think everybody does. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. <laughs> Final couple of questions then. Obviously talking a lot about those guys and internally. What about everyone else on the grid? Because you've got closest competition at the moment to Marco is Brad Binder in the KTM. Yep. Like you said briefly, in pre-season, looked like KTM maybe not was struggling, but it didn't seem like they'd showed their hand and it didn't seem like they'd made a massive step. Now they have. We've seen Jack and Brad are just basically ride around like this yeah. all the time in the best way. Uh, oh, sorry, audio people, I put my elbows out then. Um, obviously, Marco, bit of a dive. Uh, <laughs> sometimes he's had, and then he's been like, no, that was fair. I should have given that position up. He races pretty hard as well. We've seen Mark and Pecco came out a couple yeah. of weeks ago and both said, no, this is how we like it. When you look at the rest of the grid, who are you thinking of as kind of biggest rivals for this weekend and your home glory, the next few races, and then potentially towards the end of the season? I think now the, the, the grid for MotoGP is amazing. Uh, like you say, no? for example, in the winter test, uh, you didn't believe that KTM was like this fast. Uh, I think KTM make a very, very good job. Winder, uh, I think, is one of the best riders in the first three laps. It's amazing how he... Their starts in Harep were a bit heartbreaking uh, for everyone yeah, else, no? It's, it's, <laughs> it's incredible. It's, it's very aggressive. It's uh, amazing. I don't know how he make it, but the first three races is the best rider, 100%. Uh, then uh, and, um, I think Aprilia, they are making a very good job. Uh, Maverick and, and Alais, uh, they are very good riders and always are over there. Uh, maybe Yamaha and, and Honda, they are the riders that they are a little bit, suffer a little bit more because maybe now the, the bikes are in a, not the best level that they, they can be. And then also Marquez, no? Marquez, we know that uh, is always a uh, al always is over there. I always want to use the phrase wild card in normal English to mean like the Joker in the pack in a positive way, the unknown entity. Who knows? But then obviously here, a wild card is a wild card, and an eight-time world champion is not a wild card. No, but he is. It's an interesting addition now again to the grid, isn't it? Like you said. So Brad Binder, first few laps then, he's the king of those. Where do you think the biggest strengths of Luca and Marco are in those races when you look at the strengths of other people? I think with Luca, um, we have to improve a little bit the first race, uh, the first laps. Uh, I think he improved a lot from, from last year to this year. Uh, then Luca is really, really good in the half of the race until then. Uh, he can manage the situation very, very good. And Marco, we have to improve this, the, the star. Uh, I think is the, the, the main point now with Marco, the, 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 the worst thing that we, we are making now. You mean like off the line or those first couple no, of no, laps? No, 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 the, the from the red flag. Literally just yeah. lights out moment. Yeah. Okay, interesting. That, I think that's the... the, the the point that we have to, to improve. And then, uh, because now, if, if you see the races, I think 60% of the race is where you are. 
because now MotoGP is really difficult to make overtakes and, and all this. We see a lot of overtakes, but uh, it's not so easy. So you have to, sometimes you have to close your eyes and leave the brakes and, and try to try pass. Try that dive, even if you do <laughs> exactly. end up going a little. <laughs> but was it? it was on Mark, wasn't it? Marco's move. Yeah, in, yeah in <laughs> and he was very clearly like, yeah, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> because he, he told me it was, I tried to break one more meter more late and I couldn't stop the bike. And he know that he make a mistake and that's why yeah. he up the hand and let pass one, one rider. That's why now in MotoGP it's really difficult to make overtakes. So that's why it's really important to be in the first second road to, to, to don't get so many risks in the first laps. No? And, and this is the, I think it's 50, 60% of the race. Okay, so final question then. In those final laps of the race, for example, here on Sunday, <laughs> would it be more or less stressful for it to be Marco versus Luca, or <laughs> one of them for the win versus someone else on that final lap? <laughs> uh, it's, it's difficult to say, no, because in the end, you have to see how was all the races, if uh, they are fighting two riders only. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I will you want, you. Do you want Peko behind Marco coming into the final sector or do you want Luca or vice versa? <laughs> Let me think. I think... Because uh, I feel like you may come across this situation this season. If I tell you the truth, I think it's going to be... They have to be... To take care a little bit more if Marco is behind them. I don't know which one. But if but Marco... I think he's got that. Yeah, I think Marco, that. he will try. 100%. <laughs> well, that's what we love. Yeah. <laughs> we love those. I mean, Hopefully ones that work or at least then someone gets the cut back and it's a great moment, but not too much drama. Exactly. <laughs> we, we, we see because we know here is and then you have long straight, so yeah. it's, it's not going to be easy. But uh, I will be worried if I have Marco in the last lap behind me. Cool. That might be our headline quote now. And yeah. then I feel bad because we're selling like a 30-minute conversation about the whole year. <laughs> and yeah. then your final answer is like, yeah. But no, that was great. Thank you so much for joining us, Pablo. Pleasure. It's, yeah, great to see what the team has managed to achieve thus far. And great to see, especially Marco, Luca, able yeah, to make those steps. So we've got two new stars in the Premier class and so yeah. quickly as well. So, yeah. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you very much. Have a good Pleasure. weekend. And thanks, everyone, for listening and watching. We'll see you again soon.